Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast with your host, Brian Eisenhower. This podcast is brought to you by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC provides customized and structured coaching and training programs for real estate agents and team leaders, representing many of the top producing agents in North America. ICC also offers broker and owner consulting on agents recruiting, training, and retention. For more info, visit EisenhowerCoaching.com or find us on Facebook. We got to keep analyzing our P&L at least twice a year to make informed decisions. If you say, should I make this expense? Should I hire this person? Do I need to fire this person? Should I do this marketing? My first answer is, I don't know. Can you? Pull a P&L. Analyzing the P&L to a budget is a whole different animal though. That's what I want to talk about. So when we talk about analyzing your business financials, analyzing the profit and loss in the budget, that's where the magic really happens. And that's, that's where you kind of go next level guru, right? So take a look back at this, right? We talked about your profit and loss statement. We've talked about your budget. Those are the two statements that you should be analyzing at all costs, all the time. So back at the PL, we noticed a few things, right? We noticed number one, your net income is way low. It's only 33%. That's like putting yourself on a 33% commission split, okay, in our sample. A 33% commission split is very low. We talked about how, you know, that should be somewhere based upon this team's production level. You know, he's got gross commission income here of 454, 454,000. And on our team budget, that told us that the net income should have been somewhere, you know, close to 50%. So we're 17% low here. We noticed part of that's because his operating expenses are too high. Operating expenses, no matter who you are, should never exceed 30% of GCI. We're at 36. So 6% of that's high. And we identified where some of that's coming from admin salaries, which are 3% too high. Okay. So we know where some of this stuff's coming from, but not all. So what could that mean? It could mean a lot of things, but to do it, we're going to have to look at the budget and kind of see where we're at. It could mean, for example, that you have just hired a bunch of people and we haven't really received the income from them yet. That's probably the most common. It could be the cost of sales. Are we paying like, are we paying too much to our agents? Let's go back and look at that. Maybe we're paying too much to our agents. Maybe we're paying too much to our broker. Maybe we're paying too much to our team leader. Who knows? Like we know his cost of sales that he's paying out is 22%. Let's go take a look at the budget and see how that lines up. So everybody always thinks they're paying too much somebody right so let's go over here we know he's close to this five four, uh 540 number right he had four hundred fifty-four thousand in gci so he's kind of between them but he's a little closer to this one actually now he's right in the middle of the two so you got to be right in this case he's right in the middle of the 390 gci and 540 because our sample pnl shows four hundred fifty-four thousand. so he's kind of straddling this line um so which is often the case on this so you got to kind of look in between them and remember, he had operating expenses or admin salaries of 69000 He was pretty high, right? So he was over here 
close to this category. He's already assuming that he's going to make the leap, which is okay. If the plan is to get there, that's okay. I mean, he's got expenses a little bit far out in front of his income. He's leading with expenses a little bit, which, I mean, you know, depending on who you are and how much you got in your reserve account, maybe you got a, maybe you're married to a plastic surgeon. You can run your profit margin a little slim to get there a little faster. I'm cool with that. Um, not a big deal. You don't have to always lead with with revenue if you've got a little safety net of income to play with. So he's there. Uh, but his cost of sales, he was at 22%. So he's a little high there. You know, he should probably be at about 17%. So he's a little high there. He's a little high everywhere. He's a little high here. He's kind of in between these two numbers when he should be in between these two numbers. So he's probably paying out a little bit more in to his broker or to his buyer's agents probably where he's not selling as much himself and his buyer's agents are doing a little bit more than in a perfect world but under you know and and you can see that his operating expenses was six percent too high so he you know he's 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 over here because his operating expenses we're down there at 163, just above this. So he's again, he's kind of in this column when his production's really over here. So he put his administrative salaries in the next column when he's kind of in between the two. He put his cost of sales even past this column a little bit when he's in between the two. And he put his operating expenses over in this column when he's still a smack dab in, the, in between the two. But his GCI is right in between the two, if not a little closer to this side. So it's not a big deal, that's okay. I mean, he may have just made these hires and, and started doing it, but what does this tell me? We're gonna put a red light up on expenses right now. You've heard the concept in budgeting and P&L of red light, green light with expenses, right? If you're operating at budget or beyond budget, we're gonna put a red light up. You don't get to spend any more money, dude. It's time to put your head down and lead generate. Like you need to go take more listings. You need to generate listings. You need to call your SOI. You need to do something to generate more business. We got to get the team generating, you generating. Right now, you've got to build your GCI up to get in alignment with your expenses. Once you do that, I still got the red light up because you, I mean, you're just in alignment there. Like I'd like you to lead with revenue. So let's get your green light up so you start earning more income so that you're ahead of your expenses. Now we don't want to go too far though. If you go too far with the green light and play it super conservative, you'll burn out your admin people. You'll start to lose opportunities because you're not marketing enough because your marketing expenses aren't up there enough. You know, you'll start to drop balls in your transactions because you don't have enough administrative support. Things like that will start to happen. So we, we do have to get our expenses up in alignment. So when that green light happens, we need to start hiring right away. Um, or our profit margin can actually get too big and people are gonna start smoking out their ears, your buyer's agents are going to get frustrated, your admins and balls are going to get dropped and teams blow up and you go way back in GCI and you go way back to the left side of the budget if we don't keep our budget in alignment. This person I don't think is too bad, believe it or not. You, you can see what they've done. They've led with expenses a little bit, which I guess is a little bit of a spendthrift. I don't know. Or maybe they just got a good emergency reserve account set up and they've got a couple hundred thousand in the bank. They're like, hey, if it's to be, it's up to me. I'm going to go. So I'm not going to I'm not going to go slow and wait till I get a green light. I'm going to hire in advance and I know I'm going to get to work. But this is usually when the coach says, all right, buddy, we're OK. We don't need to fire anybody. But right now your profit margin is going to run a little slim. You know, rather being at 50 percent, which is where you should be right now, you're down at 36 percent. We can't keep that forever. So let's generate some business ourselves right now. Once we generate more business, then we can recruit more agents. 
because that's when we know to recruit more agents because then we can pay them the cost of sales to stay in alignment. Our cost of sales won't be so high. Right now, your agents are kind of outproducing you. They're ahead of your budget on the amount of cost of sales you should have. See what I'm saying? In addition to that, your marketing expenses are about right where they should be, 9.1%. So we're good there. I mean, you have some you have some room there, but hey, you're over on admin salary. So we're not going to spend any more on marketing right now. You're 6% over there. You know, everything, your operating expenses are a little high. And also there, there's some missing operating expenses there I want to take a look at. Like, where is, I mean, because yeah, we got 6% from admin salary, 3% of which is is an ad is from there. We got a little bit more of our cost of sales, but there's some still, I mean, we're, we're off by a good 14%. So I want to analyze like where, where are we spending the rest of our money? I'm going to go through some of the other line items. And I might even say, what are some of the other big line items that are expenses that I don't typically analyze? You know, maybe we went to a huge seminar this year, um, you know, you know, and, and it was really a trip to Disneyland for five days. And we just happened to do a seminar in Orlando. And then we went to Disney World for a week and we put that all in the P&L, which, okay, you know, I'm not the IRS, so I'm cool. You get that tax savings. You don't pay as much taxes. That's between you and your accountant, whatever. But understand, don't charge your business and say there's something wrong with your business because you spent an extra $15,000 in Disneyland. Your business, your business bought that for you at 40% off, you know, whatever your tax window rate is, you know. So don't blame your business. Let's back that out as a personal expense. So that's how we analyze it. If we're still out of whack and it's not from one of the categories, the one, two, three, or four categories I normally track, and it's not 2A, 2B, or 2C, I'm gonna look in the other individual line items and see what's in there. Maybe it's something that's snuck in there that's personal. It's almost always what it is. If it's not jumping out you, or it could be a one-time expense, you know? But generally speaking, this is when I put a red light up and I go forward, okay? Now, I will tell you, when we first analyze a P&L as a coach, Nine tens out of 10, I don't put up a red light after analyzing someone's PL for the first time. It's vice versa. I analyze, I almost always put up a green light. Why? Because that's what we find. Most of you are on here saying, wow, I'm spending way too much money. I can't afford anything. 90% of you are not spending enough and that's what's holding you back. 90% of you. It's always that you're afraid. Everyone's really good and prides themselves on being frugal, which makes you frugal, not a good business person. Sorry, good business people know to invest in their business, right? They do. They know to invest in their business. That's just the, I mean, you look at what's different between you and everybody else. I mean, friggin' Elon Musk goes out there and, you know, raises 400 billion in venture capitalist funds to start his businesses, PayPal and things like that. They go out there and they raise, they spend, boy, and they invest. Most people don't, they just save, which means that's great. You're gonna, you're gonna keep on getting what you get. You're not gonna get any change until you invest in your business, right? That's why I'm an LA Dodger fan. They invest in their business and they freaking win. A lot of teams don't. They pride themselves on not spending a lot of money. Well, that's that's the camp you fall in. You're going to keep getting what you get. But if you invest in your business, you'll move forward. And if you don't think sports are a business, I don't know what century you're in. That's just the reality. And if you wish it wasn't, okay. That's the same people that wish real estate was just about customer service. Well, it only is as long as you're in the business because then you'll have no services to customers because you have no customers to service once you're out of it. So you better treat it like a business, at least to some degree. So when we analyze it, nine times out of 10, we're not spending enough. We're not coming anywhere near 10% on marketing, or we've gone way too far forward as a solo agent without any admin support 
I mean, I see teams where actually the team leader, the rainmaker, is doing the administrative support for the agents. Like, that's crazy town. I mean, that's a team leader doing $15 an hour work, not leveraging that off. You know, that's like letting your gardener do your freaking accounting and you go mow the lawn. That's just the craziest crap I ever heard of. You know, so you see that all the time just because that's comfortable to them. You know, and paying a salary to hire someone to be an admin is not comfortable. But they're used to doing their own ad, their own admin work, so they'll do that. It's simple. I'm afraid of having money go out of my bank account every two weeks. And that's a genuine fear that you must work through as a business owner. So when people hire a coach, that's what they typically hire us for, to help, to help them. They think they hire a coach to see the path, which they do, and they do see a path. But that path is not a smooth, straight uphill path. There's two obstacles that they really need the coach for. It's to get them unstuck. And here's the two obstacles. It's two types of uncomfortable behavior. Uncomfortable behavior number one is doing some activity like putting together their SOI database. You know, I'm preaching to the choir if you're watching this. You know, analyzing your PL, things like that, stuff you don't want to do. Like you're not naturally going to do this stuff. Coaches make you do this. Maybe it's calling your SOI. Maybe it's having a client event. You know, stuff you're just not going to do because you're going to say you're too busy, you don't have enough time, or you're uncomfortable with it or something. So it's an uncomfortable activity or it's spending money to invest in your business. Hiring a coach, hiring an admin, paying for marketing, things like that. Both of those things are equally uncomfortable for different reasons to different people. It can either be, you know, but both are uncomfortable. So that coach really gets you through that and they build confidence for that because I show you, I mean, I can easily go back to that budget model and say, here's what the top teams do. And every team I've ever coached follows this model. And there are other coaches out there that coach at this level, not a whole lot that actually coach the budgets and the financials, but there's trainers and books out there that have different budget models and financial models and economic models. And quite frankly, I looked at them all, but none of them are too far off. In fact, you know, when I created mine, I looked at some of those other models to see what's working and then tailored them to what I think is really working and, and, and created our own. And then I've tested them <laughs> with our clients for years. And, and that's why we have what we have. And I really do believe in our models. And they work. And I've seen it work with all our clients. And they all follow it. So you can go forward in confidence saying, yes, they are spending this. Yes, they are spending that. I mean, it gets really, really scary when you're analyzing a PL and you take a good look at that budget model as to where it can go. Can you imagine analyzing a PL, you know, where you're out there and you're doing 60 million? I mean, that's not outrageous, right? Um, you know, and, and you're out there and you got administrative salaries over 200,000, marketing and lead gen. You're only making 720,000, yet you have GCI of 1.8 million. That's scary, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're giving half it away, but in theory, this person right here, man, they're not working weekends anymore. They're not working nights. They're probably going into the office at nine or 10. They're probably starting to get out of lead generation. They don't need to generate leads anymore. Um, it's all paid for because we're spending this much in marketing. So that marketing and everything is just marketing and the activity of lead generating doesn't need to happen anymore. Um, because at that point, we get to a certain level, you can get off the phones, man. You can start, you know, getting in. You got other people to do the hard work for you. They're bringing business to the team now because you have enough to provide to them to supplement them. So we start, you know, as we move, like, like we've talked about, as you move from left to right here, you start to really get your time back and people forget that this isn't just about income. Yes, the net income goes up like we've talked about, but the profit margin goes down, but you also start getting tons of time back. I mean, 
you know, people out here at that, you know, at the right side of that and beyond it, it goes beyond that. I mean, it can go twice as long the other way. You get up oh, north of 100 million in volume, 3 million in GCI. I mean, quite frankly, a lot of my clients aren't working anymore at that time. They're completely out of production. I mean, they're developing, they're flipping houses maybe, they're opening their mortgage company, they're just taking time off, they're being a parent. You know, they're living six months out of the year on an island in the Caribbean. They're living nine months out of the year on an island in the Caribbean. They're, you know, they're, they're because they don't have any client or consumer contact anymore. So everything can be done by Zoom. That's the beautiful thing about a global pandemic. It just gets the entire world comfy with Zoom. So only people you're going to really come in contact with are your agents. And if you need to talk to a client that you refer to them, that's still a part of your SOI, which if you're out there at 100 million, remember, and in, in the budget, if you're at 100 million, that means 3 million GCI if you're doing 3%, which I always like to keep things at 3% when possible. One point, you know, almost half of that's going to come from your agents. So your production alone is going to be very, very small there. So if you do have to get in because you, you have a client that's, you know, maybe doing a $3 million property or something like that and needs to see your face, zooming in is no problem. Nowadays, it's so much easier to step out of production. But to do that, you have to, there is a process to get there. I mean, unless you got a lot of money, if you got a sugar daddy or something like that, like I said, married to a plastic surgeon, you know, you can, you can just start hiring, get your operating expenses way out there and let the revenue catch up. I'm cool with that. I've, we've had clients do that. I mean, it's not very often, but it does happen. You know, you can get your expenses way out ahead of your revenue. Not against that. So long as you know, you might lose money at the very least, decrease your profit margin for a while until we get your income caught. We've done that before. But for the most part, we want to keep our profit margin high throughout the way. You know, we need to earn money in the meantime. So that, to do that, we got to keep hiring and keep playing red light, green light to make sure that our expenses don't get too out and far of our production. And each time we spend money, then that helps us generate the income to go to the next column on the budget. And we got to keep analyzing our P&L at least twice a year to make sure, because I don't know how to tell unless we look at it and you don't either. You're just going off emotion and feeling. So we have to analyze this twice a year to make informed decisions. If you say, should I make this expense? Should I hire this person? Do I need to fire this person? Should I do this marketing? My first answer is, I don't know, can you? Pull a P&L. So you call the account and get the P&L. Then, then we spend five minutes, analyze it like I showed you, line it up with the budget, and see if we're playing red light, green light or not. And that is all there is to analyzing your financials. It's that simple. It's one, two, three, four. It's that simple with these two documents, a P&L statement sample and your own P&L and my budget sample. Simple as that. Solo agent, team, big team, doesn't matter. All percentages, all very, very easy. So I hope that helps guys. So let's get on the horn with your accountant and get your first P&L and let's analyze it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch Brian's training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or find us on social media. 
And remember, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available.